Hello and welcome to the Family History Show here on Radio Verulam 92.6 FM. I'm Clive Glover and I'm joined by Anna Lofts, as usual, and we've been speaking to Sally King, who's the library manager at St Albans Library, about facilities for researching your family history in Hertfordshire libraries. Very interesting. Here's what she had to say. Right now, I'd like to welcome to the programme Sally King, who works at the Hertfordshire Library Service. And also, I'm joined by Anna on this call. So, um, hello, Anna, as well. Hello. Right. Um, so, Sally, can you perhaps explain your position at the library? I know you work in, in St Albans' main library in the Maltings, don't you? Sure, yes. I'm the library manager here at St Albans Library. Um, so, I'm responsible for this library. And I also offer support for our three local community libraries which are in Redbourne, Wheat Hampstead and London Colney. Right and of course there are other libraries around the county as well so any any of those can offer the services you can as well I presume? Absolutely especially the online services those are pretty much the same in every library. Um, In terms of the local collection that will depend on the on the different town or city and obviously the big towns like St Albans have um, bigger collections Mm. Right. So so what you've got there is um, you, you, mainly you've got, oh, you've got some sort of books and things, but mainly it's about the online services. And obviously there are a number of companies that offer services which basically look into um, historical records. Um, can you perhaps explain which companies and what sort of records people are looking for and can find on those services? Sure. Um, so the, the two main commercial services we have here at Hertfordshire Libraries are Find My Past and Ancestry. And a lot of the, the main records are common to both of those. Um, but there are some variations between who offers what once you drill down into more unusual records like military records. And obviously Find My Past, as is being advertised at the moment, will be having the Uh, 1921 census coming online which Ancestry won't have. Uh, In terms of access within the library all of those searches can be done for free on the the library Ancestry and Find My Past particularly for the UK uh, and for Ireland. Um, So if you're looking to find censuses, births, marriages, deaths and so forth you can do those using the library editions. And also you can do things like search the trees and so forth. The main difference with our versions is you can't save your own trees to them. Right. Okay. And also, I mean, presumably there's also Hertfordshire records, which are, I mean, if you you find your ancestors live in Hertfordshire, um, presumably there's a separate set of things which belong to the county that you can go through as well. Is is that something you can do? Absolutely. So so via our catalogue, you can search something called Hertfordshire Names Online. And um, you, you go into that and search by a surname generally, but you can find the sort of records that aren't necessarily held elsewhere. So, for example, local wills, crime records, who's, who's uh, done an apprenticeship where, and that will then find all of the people with that surname in the different towns um, where, where those uh, records were, were held. Now... For a lot of those, you then have to go to the archive and and speak to the archive who can then send you a copy, perhaps. But at least you know that they exist. And some of the other things that we have online as well, we have the British Newspaper Archive. Now, I don't know about you, Clive and Anna, but I love the British Newspaper Archive because it gives a texture and a richness to people 
beyond those um, birth, marriage and death st uh, statistics. So it's, it's really nice to have a bit more colour to our, our relatives back in time. Um, for people, I'm actually not sure what the newspaper archive is. For people who maybe wouldn't know listening, would you be able to explain just a little bit more about that? Yeah, sure. Um, my understanding is it's run by the British Library and they're digitising historic newspapers all the time. So coming into the library on one day and looking at the archive, uh, it could change by next time you, you come in. Um, so it is worth doing semi-regular checks just in case they've updated and, and downloaded any new newspapers. Um, but what you can do is you can go and search on your ancestors on there. Uh, so to give you an example, um, my three times great grandmother was abandoned by her husband and left to look after her children. And in the 1904 paper, uh, I found out that she, she managed to get maintenance from him, which was really rare at that time. Right, so you've obviously been using these things yourself. Have, have you researched your family history? Oh, yes, yes. I come from a Hertfordshire family who didn't really travel very far. So I can trace my Hertfordshire ancestors back to the 1640s. Wow. And in that time, I think they moved about 10 miles. So oh, goodness. They're relatively straightforward. It's funny, isn't it? Because I found some a lot of my ancestors all live in the same village in Essex, but equally some of them went abroad and travelled, you know, very widely to Canada, to Australia and New Zealand and so on. So it's sort of contrast. You either live within 10 miles or whatever, and then you go thousands of miles away. Yeah, yeah. I, I helped a friend of mine trace his family tree. He lives in America uh, and his family moved over there several hundred years ago and so I've been helping him trace his family tree in this country as well um, but no it never ceases to amaze me that his family at the same time were in Italy in London in you know the far reaches of America and mine were still in Hertfordshire yeah <laughs> so. yeah Anna Oh, no, I was just going to say also that um, one of my questions was, have you, it kind of links to what we've been saying, um, how many kind of interesting stories have you come across? Do people tend to share their findings with you guys or is it kind of more kept a bit more private? So when people come in, we don't necessarily even know that they're on the computers and researching. So unless mm. they specifically step out of their way to tell us, we wouldn't necessarily know about who they are and, and what they're up to yeah um and and so that that's something that perhaps we don't have so much of um going back to to my um great 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 grandmother i found by looking through the um census records at the time um with her children who who were all blind that she'd gone to a blind school that was run by robert tressel's sister and she was living next door to Robert Tressel at the time he was writing The Ragged Trousers of Philanthropist. So there, there definitely are stories like that, I think, in every family. Um, and certainly when you look through the newspapers, even if you have someone who's something like an agricultural labourer and you think, well, that's not going to be someone who comes up in, in stories, you might find that they were involved in action against the landlords or you might find that they were involved in something as petty as stealing a turnip, which still went to court then. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Right. 
Um, so you, actually, you're saying that the local papers, of course, are quite a, a gem, really, in terms of if you know your family lived locally still, or you can find so, things there. The local papers is for the whole UK. Oh, it's okay. It's not just the local local ones. Yes, okay. Yeah. So, so here in the library, we have on our microfilm uh, Hearts Advertisers going back um, hundred plus years. So you can research the local papers in the library, and those are really good if you know the date of something, because we have quite a constant archive for here. But for other locations within the UK, the British Newspaper Archive. Um, will serve those locations as well. So you don't need to worry if you're living in Hertfordshire, but your ancestors are from, I don't know, County Durham or or the West Country, you'd still be able to search those on British Newspaper Archive. Fantastic. Actually, I, I, not a family history thing, but I did have um, some involvement in a, a local land dispute with our local parish council. And we found the article from the Hearts advertiser of a parish council meeting way back in, I think it was about 1903, which actually solved the issue. <laughs> it's quite Brilliant. interesting. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, um, do you get a lot of people actually coming to the library? I mean, is it, you know, dozens or is it just the occasional person comes in to use your facilities? Oh, we, we, we have people in there, dozens, definitely, um, coming in to use the facilities. Um, as I say, it's hard to say the numbers because it, it's across the whole of the county. Um, but but definitely we have regular users coming in to use Find My Pass and Ancestry in particular. Those those are by far the two most popular. Those services are free to use for the public, aren't they? Yeah, so they're yeah. absolutely free to use for the public. When the 1921 census comes on, that won't be free. Uh, and there people could come in to use the library PCs, but they would then have to look that up on their own account and set up an account. Um, and yet we, we have yet to know what will happen in terms of uh, Find My Pass in the 1921 census. But using the 1911 census in, as an example, at some point that did become free as well. Right, because the 1921 census was just released, I think, a couple of weeks ago. And I know there's a lot of excitement about it because um, it was the last one for 30 years because of the Second World War, particularly. And so there's quite a lot of excitement about finding out where all the ancestors were on that particular day. Yes, yes. And there are some there are some good records on Find My Past um, in particular. Uh, if you want, if you don't want to look yet and incur that cost but you want to find out more about your family history at that time period so for example you can look at electoral registers from from that time and still quite quite often find adults um women's suffrage had come in by then but it hadn't come in completely uh so you can still go and, and look at those records Right. Um, okay. And what other records? I mean, I think you mentioned military records. And there's also things like uh, one of my ancestors, or one of my relations, I suppose, sent over to me a, a manifest from a, a, a ship, basically, where the family emigrated to Canada. And they got this sort of um, some sort of document showing the names of all people traveling on that particular ship on that particular day and so on. And that would seem quite an interesting thing to get. Do you yes, have that, those um... sort of things available? I think you can find passenger records to some extent on the two main uh, services. It's also worth, in that instance, I think, um, and this is using my own knowledge of tracing my own family here, um, because we immigrated at some point as well. But you can also go to the different countries, to their record offices, 
so it's worth worth seeing what's available online first so always start with something like find my past or ancestry it's it's the easiest way and if you can't find the records there it's then worth checking with the archives for that country uh, i'm not sure where that is for canada but for example the equivalent of ellis island in america um to see who's emigrated there and it's also wow. worth worth saying if your if your family is in america their their sealing of records isn't 100 years as in here so they're releasing the 1950 census over there Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I know Australia is particularly interesting because um, they literally have the lists from the first fleet, you know, the first bunch of yeah. prisoners sent there. And I've actually been to a museum in, in Sydney where they've got these up, um, you know, so they actually knew the very first people who arrived in the, the country. And obviously, uh, a lot of people in Australia like to try and trace back their ancestors to one of those people. And they can literally find out they travelled over on the sort of second or third ship that arrived in Australia when they were moving all the prisoners out. It means your ancestors are all prisoners, probably, but <laughs> something else. <laughs> also, um, on, on a different note, I'm not sure if you would be able to tell us this, but um, I find it quite interesting. Like, are most of the archives digital, or are they physical copies? Because where are, I'm not sure if you'd be able to tell us this, but where are they all kept for Hertfordshire? Is so it Hart- yeah, sure. Hertfordshire Archives is in in Hertford in the county archives. And we've got some amazing records there, absolutely amazing. And just indexing everything is is, is a huge achievement in mm-hmm. itself um, without having everything digitised. Uh, I'm not an archivist and I'm not a specialist um, in that. So it's worth you having a separate conversation with the archives if that's something you're interested in. Mm, definitely, yeah. Uh, and you mentioned, I mean, the, the newspaper things are actually on microfilm. I'm not sure whether Anna would know what microfilm is. but it's... I wasn't actually quite sure about that, no. <laughs> well, it's basically a, it's taking a photograph of them, basically, and then it's like in a 35 mil slide type thing, but you can blow it up on, on a screen and so you can see the all the details. But it was a, a way before digitisation, and I suppose that probably they're going to go through and do the digitisation as well, but um, the photos were done over a long period, so there must be thousands of those somewhere. Yeah, so so all of th- this is the difficulty. It's much easier if if you're searching digitally to find what you're looking for if you don't know when you're looking. So, for example, if you're looking on the British newspaper archive, you can take a family member's name, uh, providing it's not too common, and you can search for them um, and maybe add the the their place where you're expecting to find them. And any newspaper that they were in will will come up providing the index has worked whereas when you're searching for something on microfilm i mean yes we do have a certain degree of indexing but you need really to know for example that an obituary for your uncle was was written in 1968 and therefore you'd be able to go to the 1968 papers to read that but on on microfilm you can't really search other than where someone's indexed the items which are in it is that correct so we so the papers themselves are dated so if you know when something happened you would know what real film you were you needed to look at for that so you would you would start there with the date and then look for the person whereas digitally you would look for the person and the date and everything and be able to close in more quickly 
And you do have microfilm readers in, in the libraries, do you? Yes. Um, the, the type of microfilm reader does vary from library to library. Here at St Albans, we've got um, a PC with a digital film reader attached. Right. Oh, okay. that would probably help. Yeah. OK, so um, do people come to you as well? I think you, you offer a service of basically helping find things for them and and, um, and so on. Do, do you get a lot of that? And I mean, that must be quite an interesting thing to do, presumably, as well. Yeah. So that's actually run by the archives. But if anyone has a specific um, family query, then the archives are able to help with that. Right. And so the archives, basically, you need to probably phone them up or email them in Hartford to make, arrange an appointment if you're going to go there, presumably. Yes, yes. You can, you can contact them by phone um, or, or, or by email. They're, they're very, very helpful over there. And, um, and they, will, they can do a certain amount of, of research for you. Obviously, there's a charge. Um, but sometimes, rather than travelling all the way to Hartford, if you only want one record or something, then it's okay. easier for them to do the research for you. And also, I mean, other counties do have equivalents, don't they? I mean, my family stuff's all in Essex. So I know in Chelmsford, they've got um, an archive system the same as, as you have. I imagine most county councils probably have that sort of um, facility, do they? Yeah, yes, they do. Um, and and in some cases, it's the um, unitary authority as well. Um, oh, yes. So, oh. so counties like Hertfordshire and Essex, I think the archives are... For, for counties are in the, the main uh, library or main archive location. But for somewhere like Buckinghamshire, I'm not sure how they're split. Yeah, obviously the complications of local authorities and so on are something that's um, a completely mystery to most people, I'm sure. I think I have a handle on it, but um, I'm probably odd at that. Um, OK, so is there anything else, Sally, which you'd like to mention that you, you do um, through the library service for people who are researching their family history? I think the, the other thing I would mention is there's a couple of other tools that we have online um, that might be worth people using, particularly if they've got a famous, infamous or uh, sort of gentrified relative. And that is that we have things like who's who, who was who and the Dictionary of National Biography available. And those are also online tools. Right, so that's if you come up with a name, you say, oh my goodness, I recognise that name. I re exactly. read about him in history or something, yes. And you can then find out about them yeah. in more detail. That's great. Well, I think we all have ancestors like that of some kind, I think. And um, I've actually spoken to several people recently who've all got royal connections at somewhere. Um, family I spoke to the other day, they said they got the 28th, well, I think the 28 generations back was Edward II. So that was quite impressive. I'm thinking as well... I I suppose you could use, you might use the other services to find out, you might find a more gentrified family member and then you could use um, the other services to kind of delve more deep into that. So probably all quite helpful for each other, really. Yes, and, I mean. and also it's worth looking online if you have someone quite famous like that uh, to look at um, the Access to Archives Index Um because I think that has a lot of information. It's not something I've used for, for a couple of years now, um, but that links all the different archive records that are indexed, and so you can look for people on there as well, and also, obviously, the National Archives at Kew. It's all fascinating stuff, isn't it? It <laughs> Basically. is. It is, and I hasten to add, this is not my area of expertise. I'm a library manager um, and a family history enthusiast, <laughs> as opposed to a family history specialist. 
but we do have those at house. You do, you do have those. Well, they're, they're in the archive area. Aren't in they? the archive. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Great. Okay. Well, look, um, Sally, it's been very helpful. Thank you very much. And so, if people are interested in following up on this, the best thing to do, obviously, is to contact the library. I mean, your library, if they're in St Albans or one of the others. And of course, it's not just um, in the sort of local area there. I mean, I'm in Radlett, and I know the Radlett Library's got three or four computers which are regularly used for sort of researching family history information. Yes, absolutely. Just pop in and, and speak to us. Um, also, over at House, they do tasters too. So it is worth speaking to them about um, family history tasters. Uh, I'm not quite sure where they are in terms of offering things at the moment with um, different waves of, of COVID. Um, but, but certainly they do open days where you can learn out a little bit more about tracing your family history um and and they have some really good you know getting started sessions that sounds great idea yes actually that would be a good place to start wouldn't it um to go along and find out what's there because i think most people starting out don't really know much beyond sort of births marriages and deaths type certificates it's a good place to start but obviously there's a lot more to it than that and you have access to all these things that's yeah, the, the other thing, if you can't get into the archives and you just want a bit of general information, we have a lot of books in the library on how to trace your family history. Um, I've brought a section in into, not that you can see these, but I've brought a section in, in with me today. Um, so, for example, we've got books on tracing Caribbean ancestors, books on tracing servant ancestors, books on tracing parish records, Jewish ancestors, Irish ancestors... Hertfordshire ancestors, we, we've got different how-to guides, how to look back beyond when the records really first started, so before censuses, before um, the the formal registration of births, mass, uh, marriages and deaths and back to parish records. So we do have those as well, and those are really helpful. Right, and th those are books that someone could come and, and take out of the library to read, aren't they? Absolutely, yes. Um, oh, wow. And they're... They're done by different publishers and the National Archives, and we've got copies of those in most libraries. And if, if there's one that we don't have and you want something specific, then we can look that up in the library catalogue and get that in from a different library for you. Fantastic. Right, well, that, that sounds like a lot of things to do. Lots of homework mm. there for you, Anna, if you want to do your family history. No, it does sound brilliant, I think, because I think also the library is very accessible to a lot of people, so it, it's um, to everyone, really, so... I think it's a really good place to start and that's kind of been the whole purpose of our show is to kind of guide people on how to um un uncover their family history so yeah thank you so much no worries and and that's the thing as well with when so many people were in lockdown a lot of people started looking at their family history as something to do and yeah, so yeah. now it's nice to talk about what we have on offer so that you can take that just that step further um now that people are able to to get out and about great okay thank you very much sally for that and uh, it's really really interesting um, subject and perhaps we'll come back to you again sometime on this but no worries, it's you're great welcome. thank you very much thank you thank you for listening to the family history show here on radio verulam 92.6 fm with me clive glover and with anna lofts if you haven't heard our previous shows, they are available as podcasts from www.radioverulam.com and this episode will be added shortly. You can follow us or contact us on Twitter and Instagram at RV Family History. That's all one word. 
Do join us again next time for the Family History Show.